This is Dental All-Stars, where we bring you the best in dentistry on marketing, management, and training. Welcome to Dental All-Stars. I'm Eric Vickery, Lead Mastery Coach at All-Star Dental Academy and President of Vickery Coaching. And I'm very excited today to interview our guest, Dr. Jerry Gray. We're going to be talking about what it takes to create a successful practice. And Dr. Gray graduated from the University of Iowa College of Dentistry in 1996. He then obtained a certificate in endodontics and master's degree from St. Louis University in 1998. So yes, he's an endodontist. (laughs) He started an endodontic practice from scratch in Seattle metro area immediately upon graduation. And he did that. He worked in that office for about five years. And then you decided, you know what? I'm going to move back to my hometown in Rochester, Minnesota, right? And you bought a practice, an existing practice there in 2003, and you continue to do your practicing there. Is that correct, Dr. Gray? Yes, it is. Thank you. All right. Awesome. And you're married to Carrie, your beautiful wife of 33 years. You guys have three grown children. Does that sound about right? It is. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. Well, welcome, Dr. Gray. You know, I've been wanting to discuss this topic with you specifically, you know, being an endodontist, and I really want to get your insight to help not only endodontists, but general dentists on just creating a successful practice. So this is a really, really broad topic. And there's a lot of ways that people can go about creating success. You know, in my 21 years, we're similar in our timeline. You're a little bit, you're two years ahead of me in your timeline. But, you know, I started dentistry in 1998. What, and you graduated endodontics in 1998? Yep. Okay. So we're, we're right there. We're, we're neck and neck and where we started. And I've seen it done a lot of different ways. I've coached a lot of offices. So since 2001, I've been coaching and I've seen it done so many different ways. And you can do it left way, right way, doesn't matter. And, and you can figure out a way to be successful. But when I look at your practice, I got to tell you, I'm blown away. I get to coach you and I get to look at your numbers. I get to see what, you know, every month we go over everything. We talk about different ways to grow. And I'm very, very impressed. And so I want everyone to hear from you a bit of just your, your track record how you got here, what you did to make it so successful. So let's, it's kind of like a BC versus AD conversation here, you know, uh, but we're going to talk about COVID. So pre-COVID, post-COVID, right? So BC before COVID and PC post-COVID. So before COVID, thinking about your practice, tell me, just give me some background, some things that you did to help you figure out how do I create a successful endodontic practice? Real broad topic. The, the great thing was coming out of school, you know, I had started this practice from scratch, looked at numbers and figured out, okay, you know, if I do so many a day, you know, I can at least put food on the table way back when. And, and that took off. It was, it was great. Um, I just didn't want to be on the West Coast. And so we found a way back to the Midwest and mm. things were great here for a number of years. And you know, you, you think you got it kind of figured out. So I didn't listen to anybody. I didn't talk to anybody. And at a certain point, I knew I needed, I needed something. I was going to be an empty nester. And I thought, you know, I need to do something to fill the, the extra time and might as well educate myself. So I actually initially started out, uh, signed up for an MBA program through Washington State University. And it looked like a great program. It was a certain dollar amount. And I could do all of it online. And I thought, well, I might as well get into the business aspect of, of endodontics and, and just know more about what's happening with numbers and all that kind of thing. Well, I made it about a week. The, the first uh, 
the first class was international business. And I was in with all these people that had already been, you know, regional vice president for Google <laughs> or Nintendo or Microsoft and all this kind of thing. And they've lived all over the world. And, you know, you're getting a little, oh gosh, a little cohort, little group, and you're supposed to do group projects. And after a week, I was like, uh, this, this really isn't for me. Uh, it, it's too big. Maybe I should just tone it down and look for something that um, is going to satisfy more of my personal needs. And so I, I canned that idea. And then I started looking around and I, and I found a program that was designed just for endodontists. I mean, you know, there's a bunch of them out there. There aren't very many for just endodontists. And I got hooked up with Ace Gorig at uh, Endomastery. And mm-hmm. you kind of jumped in. And, and let me say this, without, sorry to interrupt, Ace has been on the podcast before. Ace has been on here. He talked about finances. Ace is amazing. So you found a guru for sure. Yes. yes. And, and, and it was immediate. And, and the more you jump in, you know, he has a program that covers all different life facets. There's back office, how to make you more efficient clinically in the chair, scheduling, office policies, and then it extends beyond that into your personal life and um, finances. And, uh, you know, so I saw this, this thing for the same amount of money I was going to pay for this um, uh, MBA program. I got this thing that actually made a difference within a month or two of when I started. Mm-hmm. So I jumped in, uh, started his program, got a taste for you know, coaching and, and other people having expertise that I didn't have, that I, I basically didn't want to admit that other people had. And because I heard of Ace back in the nineties, when I, when I had my practice in Seattle, he was doing his thing and I oh, looked yeah. at some of these, these postcards and I'd be like, Oh, you know, what is this guy going to teach me? I, I just got out of school. I'm running this practice. Things are good. I got money in the bank. Yeah. And so I throw little postcards away. Yeah. Um, big mistake. I should have, you know, been a little more humble uh, back a long time ago, uh, but but he he whet my appetite for you know just expanding my knowledge base, changing things. I didn't have all the answers, um, and just being a more of a humble spirit that that could be taught, mm. and you know really changed the trajectory of our practice. I mean, we had a great practice before that. What I thought we were doing mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'd hit these, um, you know, production, uh, limits, you know, how, how are we going to do that extra one? How are you going to do that extra root canal day? And I could never get over it. Mm. And we would design things to so office manager and clinical staff. And we go, oh, how are we going to do this? And, and mentally I couldn't do it until I got pushed. Mm-hmm. And then we got pushed and honestly, things changed literally so, overnight so what's one take you know, you're giving us some of your story here this is pre-covid so what's one takeaway you're you know 15 into your years and know, 18 years into your career here what's one takeaway from into mastery like that changed my practice what's just one concept mm-hmm. that you can change mm-hmm. and, and live through it and survive because the change is you know, it's difficult when you do the same thing for 15 years and you, you think you got it figured out and somebody's saying, hey, you try this. You're like, but I'm comfortable in what I do. I, I want, I always wanted to have that, that push, but 
in and of myself in my office, we didn't have enough momentum to push through it. But with the coaching and, and other expertise, you know, that was, that was what I needed to, to move to the next level. Absolutely. No, I love it. It's like, what's on the other side of this could be scary, change is hard, whatever it is. It's a habit that I'm giving up. And the funny thing is you can always go back to doing it how you, how you did it before the change of you don't like it. That's, that's the funny part. And you're really tapping into my, you know, being a coach or a life coach, you know, we're, we're, we're offering life coaching. Now it's one of those things that we love to be able personal growth precedes professional growth. So when you think about it this way, you actually talking about the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, expecting a different results. The only thing I changed was a fee increase every year. <laughs> it's like, why, why can't I grow more? And, and recognize there's only two ways to grow a practice. In a dental practice, it's either more patients or more dentistry per patient. That's it. And so an endo, you're not going to do four endos on the same patient at the same time, I'm guessing. What's the most root canals you've done on one patient at the same time? Oh, gosh. I think um, six. Really? Oh, well, my I mean, gosh. Somebody, somebody busted they, all of their front teeth. And oh, emergency situation. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Exposed. I got you. That makes sense. So that's okay. So you could probably treat that patient more efficiently than you can six different individual root canals, right? So ideally, you'd want to treat both teeth. If they're two, you know, three and four infected, you treat them both. That's one way you can go to practice. The other is more patients. Well, in endo, you go, your frame of reference is I can only see so many patients a day. And then this is what it challenges in life coaching. You say, okay, here's the results I'm getting, right? Here's the results I get. And it never changes. And I, I'm not willing to change, but that result never changed. I want that result to change. I'm going to focus on the goal, focus on the goal. The goal is more now, people. The goal is more. Let's focus on the goal. And the, and the game's going on around you and you're just watching the scoreboard. Uh, and, and you recognize my results come from something. They come from my actions that I take. Oh, oh, actions. We need to be more efficient with the same actions we always take. <laughs> Do it more efficiently or whatever it is. When, when really what's driving your action is belief. You believe something, therefore you act a certain way, therefore you, you get a result. Life coaching. This is life coaching 101. But you put it in leadership coaching, executive coaching, we show you your results, we show you your numbers and go, okay, here's, here's what you're getting from what you've always done. You're always going to get the same thing. Why do you do it this way? Because you believe something. Now I got to challenge that belief to see if you're willing to change the action. It's not just changing the action, it's changing the belief that drives the action. It's the only way it makes it stick. And so your eyes were open to something different about change. You said, oh, I can change. I can do something different. It affected your belief. I love it. I love it. Have you read uh, Atomic Habits by James oh, Clear yet? Yes, it's wonderful. Great, great book. Yep. And in fact, what we're talking about are those little things that you do all the time the same way that make a big difference. And so are you willing to change those negative habits into positive habits to create impactful results? So highly recommend that book. Okay, so you go through ASCORIX program, Endo Mastery. You figure out, you know what? I do believe that I can do more with my time. I can be more efficient. I can be more effective. I can actually do more what sort of change did that make in your practice? How did that, what sort of growth did you see? Oh man. Uh, 50% increase in um, production in, well, 50% probably in, in nine months. Wow. Uh, 40%, 30 to 40% in a month. Wow. I mean, the, the goal was to get to 50%. Yeah. And that's what we actually scheduled. We didn't always get there. 
but yeah. to consistently get to that uh, 50% increase was yeah. not that long. Were you just sitting around before or what? Well, it didn't seem like it, but then when you actually time yourself yeah, and you know, we had to do timings in the process. Yeah. And okay. How long does it take to do the consult, to get the person numb, put the dental dam on, to do the actual treatment yeah. to get the people out the door, you know, what are you doing during that time frame? And until you actually look at it, you know, you don't really notice. I mean, it's kind of mm. like a credit card statement, you know, you, you think, oh, I didn't spend that much money. And then you look at all these 15 and $25 things and it adds up to thousands. Yeah. You're like, there's oh, yeah. no way. Yeah. It's the same thing with your time. Yeah. Incremental atomic habits, <laughs> incremental increases. Absolutely. So you took a good successful practice and you made it great. You went from good couldn't, to great. Couldn't be happier at this point yeah. in time. Okay. It's, it's only gotten better since then. Awesome. Great. Well, I'm sure Ace, he probably doesn't listen to this podcast, but I'm sure he'd be thrilled to know that we're talking so great about him. He's such a humble guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. We love Ace. So COVID comes around, something else before COVID or then COVID, and then, then you're doing things after COVID differently. What's changed to now take it to the next level? What, what's the next things that you've been doing? Yeah. So COVID hits, you know, we have not a total shutdown for endo where we're at, but yeah. emergency only. Yeah. So there's a lot of people sitting at home. We have a lot of time and, you know, you show up for three half days a week or whatever it was for a while. And we're looking for uh, things for the rest of the staff to do. And I found All-Star Dental Academy and thought, well, you know, if, mm. if I can get more training, we might as well train our staff. We can always get better uh, on the phone, you know, yeah. treating people, you know, customer service can never be, uh, can always yep. be improved. Yep. So I got hooked up with All-Star Dental Academy, um, had the staff go through the, and myself go through the phone, phone uh, scenario, customer yep. service. Yep. Um, website, uh, all, online training, all virtual yep. type thing. Yep. Uh, and then from that, you know, there's uh, a dental MBA in there, you know, so, you know, this oh, yeah. MBA thing always, you know, kind of intrigued me because that's what I wanted to do. From yeah. The Took you back to how you started. Yep. And so Alex Nottingham has this in there and it, and it talks, starts out with mindset, all this kind of thing, which is awesome because I'm starting to realize that kind of thing. Um, so the office is getting trained. I'm getting more training. And then, you know, my eyes are opened to there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of great things that I could utilize. And it's just unfolding. And so we do all star. Then, uh, well, from that, it led to a mastermind that uh, all star Dental Academy has. I saw Ace on one of the brochures. I thought, well, if it's good enough for Ace, it'd be good enough for me. Um, so I joined that. Um, and that's more of a participatory yeah. scenario, which I was never into. I mean, I don't really do this type of thing. I'm more of a, you know, stick to myself type guy. Um, you know, who would want to listen to what I had to say was my um, mantra, basically. But then I got involved in the uh, All-Star Dental Academy and, Alex is like, well, you know, you have stuff to say. Yeah. A lot of stuff to say. You have some meaningful things that other people could, could learn from. And it kind of woke me up a little bit. It's like, well, yeah, maybe I do know something uh, that would be interesting to other people. Uh, so I got involved in that. From that, I got involved with you and Robin. Um, oh, yeah. You coaching, coaching. me, yeah. KPI, uh, performance indicators, that kind of thing. 
And then Robin dealing with our front office staff as well. Um, then I got involved with another line of coaching, uh, leadership coaching uh, at our office, again, through ACES program. He had Dr. Joel Small from Linusec Coaching on one of our, um, oh gosh, what's it, biannual meetings. Mm-hmm. I think it's biannual, every six mm-hmm. months. Yeah, um, twice a year, biannual. Yeah, yeah. so we had, we had one of those in October of 2020. He had a leadership guy on, and you know, I, I bid on that too, got involved with that. Um, so they're helping us with our office culture. Yeah. Um, so we're developing that over since COVID. Um, on top of one-on-one coaching, they also have a cohort that meets together. Um, so you got like, I don't know, 8, 10, 12 endodontists or some general dentists in the group uh, talking about office stuff and how do you deal with it? And, you know, mm. how, how can you be more productive in your responses to those situations, you know, because most of us just kind of blow up and then we're done and then we, you know, get mad and go home. Uh, (laughs) Kind of more. um, Repeat next day. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And then, then he just came up with one for office manager. So your office manager can be getting trained in what you're getting trained in. And so I'm in these multiple different groups Mm -hmm. and trying to glean as much as I can. And my life has gotten much easier in all that. I mean, I spend a lot of time in these groups and learning things, but I do a lot less. I delegate a lot more. Mm -hmm. My staff seems happier because we have the installation of values in our office. So they bought into those. In fact, they came up with the values. Um, I I didn't come up with them. They came up with them. They had to sign on. So then when we have issues, we can just bring up, Hey, you know, we, Yeah, we, we came up with this, you came up with this, and, you know, are you living up to it kind of thing? And they can do the same thing to me. You know, you're not living up to this. Let's let's shape up. Refocus. Um, well, you did, let me just say something. You just rattled off, like, I'm just typing all these things. You rattled off a lot of stuff. So I'm thinking someone listening to this is saying, well, how do you have time to do all these different things? When are you doing your dentistry? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, right now, I work three and a half days a week. Mm-hmm. I got an associate about a year ago. Uh, right after the associate started, I take Wednesday afternoons and do a lot of this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still, you know, sometimes Monday, Tuesday nights, Friday mornings, Saturdays. Um, you're, you're investing in yourself, which is investing in your business. And you're seeing return on that. Exactly. So let's do the same thing, like we said, pre-COVID. So post-COVID, uh, what's one thing your team, now let's be stretched because you're not the team. So you're gonna have to think on behalf of them. Okay. So okay. what's one thing you would say you saw your team, you went, wow, from all-star training, online training, they did this so much better now, just something simple that they're making a difference in the business. And you saw an improvement and you went, okay, that's paying, that's return on investment right there. Uh, I think that they, they take much more ownership, at least the front office, much more ownership of all the activities that happen up there. I mean, it, it really has been um, a great experience that, you know, people aren't running to me all the time. You go, what do I do with this? What do I do with this? We've, we've set up systems and they have the, the power to make certain decisions. You know, they have some autonomy within certain parameters uh, to do things, you know, kind of like uh, Ritz Carlton, you know, I don't know what the number is, but 
any employee has the ability to waive thousand bucks or 2000 bucks or whatever it is. Um, my people don't have that kind of autonomy <laughs> or, or power, but, but they have some and they can, they can do some certain things and don't have to run to me all the time. Um, so I, that's probably the main thing that, that I've seen is that they've helped the practice, you know, being able to take those reins and do it themselves. And on top of that, then I think, uh, I see them being more satisfied with their job and yeah. their place in life because they have that increased yeah. autonomy. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I love hearing that. That's so good. Now you mentioned the mastermind group and I think we met in the mastermind group first before we started coaching, right? Is that right? Okay. Yes. So what's besides me, what's something great you got from the mastermind meeting that you were like, okay, this made, made it valuable for me. I can take that back to my practice and take that into my life and I can do something different. Give you know, people that are, are listening to this something to that they can take away from and go, oh, wow, that's a great idea. Oh, can you think of anything? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stump you here, huh? The, there are a ton of things. I mean, we talk a lot about uh, personalities. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the main thing that we have to keep in mind that, that other people process differently than we do. Because in, in years past, yeah. I would come home to my wife. And we'd have some staff issue and the staff would go, well, you didn't talk to me in this way that I want to be talked to. And I remember sitting across the kitchen table going, how can I be this person? You know, yeah. I'm me. They want me to be this person, this person, this person, this person. Yeah. And I can yeah. only be me. And I held on to that for years. And with some of this um, training and, you know, dispersonalities, neograms, all this kind of thing, yeah. um, different different modes to figure out, you know, where other people are coming from. You got to take who you are and then adjust that to who they are. And then they're going to hear it. They're going to be, you know, jump on board way faster. You know, I can't expect everybody to respond the way that I want to put it out there. That's exactly right. Yeah. Adaptation in your, your natural behavior style allows you to be more effective your communication with them. Yeah. We spent some time talking about disc and one of the masterminds. That's right. Yeah. 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 I love our mastermind group. I love that we got to do a retreat and go with each other and uh, gosh, what a great group of minds that you just get to learn from. I love rubbing shoulders. That's so good. All right. Then you started doing uh, team coaching. So you're like, well, I'm already have online all-star. Why do team coaching with Robin? What's, what's the feedback from your team on working with Robin right now on team training and coaching and, and that sort of thing. Oh, um, I think they love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think it, it pushes them a bit uh, because there's also there's also the, you know, grading of phone calls. Mm-hmm. They actually get graded, uh, you know, and I've tried to stress to my staff, root canal, you know, every root canal we do, we look at the x-ray and we go, okay, how are we going to grade I do it? this? Yeah. And I'm trying to tell the staff that they're in the same thing. I mean, we're going to, if I get graded, you get graded, you know, this is a equal opportunity grading situation. (laughs) Um, You know, I don't know how much they love it, but I think they can see the value, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's kind of scary for some of them. Uh, But from what I know, now we're going to, we're going to move into another whole realm with some changes that, you know, with insurance that we may talk about and all that kind of thing, that the verbiage and wording is going to get even more important for us. And I think that's, yeah. that's what, what's going to be the next hurdle. Yeah. Confidence, 
creates competence. Right? They, they, let me put it this way. You need credibility from your patient standpoint, from your first referral source standpoint, but they don't get to talk to you. So how do they know how competent you are? So they're talking to your team and your team has to come across credible. And you do that through confident. They build confidence in your competence. The patient goes, wow, they really know what they're talking about on the phone. I want to go see, he must be a great endodontist. That's the reflection. That's what creates trust, rapport, credibility, and case acceptance. So absolutely love that. Love that they're loving it with Robin and she's challenging them, getting them a stretch. I love coaching teams. It's one of those things where they look at you like they're nervous at first, but then they get more and more used to you and they know that it's a safe place and a great place to grow and challenge. So, and then you mentioned KPI coaching. What is KPI coaching to you? What you and I are doing? What, what is that? Well, you know, I've never really looked at numbers before. Mm-hmm. And, and that was part of the thing with the whole MBA, MBA to begin with. Yeah. I want to know what the numbers were. Yeah. You know, uh, I know what I produce, you know, how many root canals a day. And I know that there's money in the bank account. And for years, you know, I was fine with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then I met you and initially you're like, okay, well you, you do, you do good numbers, but what about this whole column right here? <laughs> Which, I'm like, what, what was that column? <laughs> that column was write-offs for insurance. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and, you know, you, you really slapped me in the face. You know, I think it was, it was either the first meeting or the second meeting. I think it was the first meeting you brought it up and I thought about, and then you really hit it hard the second meeting. And you're like, you know, you are writing off a ton of money. And I knew it was, I knew it was a lot per root canal that we did for, you know, people that had that insurance, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize how much it was over a period of time. That's and just like the atomic habits, all the little things incremental, like you said, the little credit card bill, $15 here, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Percentage was an, because you produce so much. The write-off looked even bigger on an annual oh. basis. We looked at it annually and both of us went, wow, that's a lot of money. Why do we need to do that? Why? And that's not why we got into key performance indicator coaching. That's not why we no. got into it. We got into it so you could learn the numbers so you can figure out, okay, what am I doing? How am I performing business, run my business, MBA stuff? But when we found a nugget that's gonna, it's gonna be a good payday, you know, it's gonna be really, really good for you. Well, when I have to admit, you know, it's not the easiest thing to deal with. You know, I can honestly admit every time I would talk to you, and I've heard some of your other podcasts, every <laughs> time I would talk to you or listen listen to those, I'd be like, we're quitting tomorrow. You know, not quitting, resigning from insurance. Oh, <laughs> Hercules, 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 yes. <laughs> but it's, it, it's a difficult uh, hurdle. And it took, um, oh gosh, how, well, how long was it? Eight months? I want to say, yeah, I mean, we were spring of... 21. And we started looking at numbers. And by June, I was going, Hey, well, and I think one, one uh, insurance, you immediately were like, yeah, we got to do that one. That's gonna be a no brainer. We went through analysis. We, we did our homework. So it took some time to put insulators in place and make sure you felt comfortable with it. But it was really a, almost a mindset for you oh, on absolutely. making that change. Yeah. It was, it was like belief that you can do this and then it's not going to destroy you. And what's funny is the math is simple, and you've heard me say it on other podcasts. Whatever, if you take the, the number of patients you have, let's say you have 100 patients in that insurance plan, right? And you only had two, right? You only had two. Can we talk about those insurance plans? Is it okay if we talk about those specific names of those insurance plans? Yeah. Okay. okay. So I think MetLife was one, right? Yep. And then Delta was the other. And as a, as a Delta, as a specialist, we found out you can't be just Premier. You have to be PPO and Premier. 
which basically means your PPL. <laughs> which I didn't even know any of that stuff existed until you told me. Yeah. Yeah. We had to, we had to go through a process to figure all this out. The funny thing is with, with the MetLife resignation and, and, and getting prepared for these things, we recognize, wow, the money that you're going to come, that's going to show up on the other end, it's going to be crazy. So if you had a hundred met, I don't know what it was, whatever percentage we were like, okay, how many referrals do we get? And that sort of thing It's different than a GP, but whatever that percentage of write-off is, if you're writing off 30%, you could lose 30% of those referrals and, and the 70% who stay paying 30% more make up for it. And you are already having a busy problem. You're already saying to me, I'd like to work a half a day less and make the same amount of money. Okay, let's do that. That sound about, is that a good summation of what we did? Absolutely. Yeah. And so we're right in the thick of it. We're right in the middle of it. And it's going to be a big payday from a, not, not just like, oh, money, 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 but just like, oh my gosh, it feels so much better. Not feel like I'm being taken advantage of by an insurance company, right? That's, I've gotten to that point. I felt taken advantage of before. Yeah. A little bit, you know, a year ago, a lot, right, when you brought up these numbers. And now, you know, it's just, it's going to feel really good that when that's done, because I've, I've submitted the paperwork, I have an end, a resignation date, I'm not there yet. Um, so now we just have to get trained up to deal with that next step. So what Robin, and, and I'm talking to you, and Robin's talking to the team about is how to let the patient know, you're welcome here, your insurance works here. We're going to take great care of you and, and still be out of network and, and have it be a win-win for the patient and you. And I think being a specialist, honest, specialist honestly, you actually have a, a bit easier than, than a GP. I, I, I don't know if I ever said that too, but I think it is easier for yeah. you. Yeah. You let me know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, I love our coaching calls. You know, I love getting to see your numbers. I'm very excited. I'm very competitive. And I want to see the results show up. I want to see what sort of difference we make in the practice. And so I know we're right in the thick of it right now, but it's going to be great. Maybe we'll come back and do this again in six months and share with everybody uh, what sort of difference you've seen in percentage of growth. That way it's not dollars. We're not talking dollars, we're talking about percentage of growth and collections. Does that sound fair? Sounds wonderful. All right. Awesome. Anything else you want to share with everyone on something you've done, a book you've read, anything that you feel like, okay, this, I can really, really say change my practice besides ACE and all-star and coaching and leadership training and culture? Um, not a, not a book per se. Yeah. But a philosophy, uh, getting out of debt has been a big deal. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not quite there. Yeah. I just paid off my office building last week. Yeah. Um, got a note from my bankers to say, let's have lunch. Nice. Paid it off. Congratulations. Um, I still have part of the home to do, yeah. um, but it's feeling good. Yeah. It's funny. That's what Ace talked about in episode whatever of the podcast, you know, a year ago, he's talking about debt reduction and the amount of return on investment you're actually getting by paying off that debt because it creates cash flow for you to do something else with it. Have your money working for you, not uh, working for someone else in the bank. So yeah, I think that I, I would echo that. Yeah. Debt snowball is a, is a great system to use. And so, you know, All-Star is here, obviously, for you guys. Ace is there for you. Uh, Dr. Gray, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, I know people that are listening are going to say, oh, that's a great idea. I love hearing that. And, and it's going to hopefully help motivate them to move into a more of belief in oneself to make some uh, positive changes, if you know what I mean. So thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah. So those listening, you know that we're here to help you. All-Star can 
help you with any of the things we've been talking about today, just email heather at allstardentalacademy.com. You know, continue to follow the podcast, share this with somebody you think could really listen to it. You know, maybe you're a general dentist listening and you're like, my endodontist can hear this, should hear this, forward it to them, send it to them. We just want people to feel uh, blessed and, and, and see improvement in their practice from listening to this sort of thing. We hope you got some good coaching out of it. And so thank you for joining us and listening and taking the time to invest in yourself. And until next time, go out there and be an all-star. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Dental All-Stars. Visit us online at allstardentalacademy.com.